So hi, this is uh, Pastor Rob, and uh, I welcome you guys to the first podcast ever for Speak Life. This is just a great opportunity for us to get to know some of the people of our saviors and their life stories. As we start, I wanted to start with uh, somebody that I could easily test this with and see how it goes, and that's my daughters, Danny and Maya. So guys, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing good. Good. So the, uh, I've got with me Danny and Maya. So um, why don't each of you just sort of share something about yourself and introduce yourself to everybody here. So Maya, why don't you go first? Um, I'm 16. Oh, wait. <laughs> You're almost 16. You wish. A little bit of a, of a little bit of a wish there. You're 15 and a half going on. I'm 15 and a half. Yeah. Um, I'm a freshman at Desert Christian Academy, and my favorite color is teal. Teal, I can see that. Okay, good. And then, Danny, how about something? How about you? Why don't you introduce yourself as well? Um, I'm Danny. I'm 17. I go to Xavier. Um, I'm almost a senior after this week. And then um, I don't know what else. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, though. You're almost a senior. That's sort of a scary thing to think I'm about. I'm so though. excited. I, I'm so ready for high school to be done. <laughs> yeah, and then you're off to college. So, well, guys, I know that it's been a little crazy. We are in our eight, eighth week of this stay-at-home thing. Um, I know you both jumped into online education very quickly at both of your schools. Um, why don't you tell me a little bit on how that sort of transition went and what you think about it? Um, Danny, why don't you go first? Um, my school, I think, did a really, really good job of it. They were very, like, I don't know how to say it. They were very um, quick with how things worked, and then they were very smart by testing it out the week before. But it was, like, kind of difficult for me just because, like, I like to be there and learn things, and I like to, like, be there and ask questions during class, which I can't really do when it's online. So it's been a little bit harder for me to learn just because of that. So... Yeah, and you go to Xavier, and they actually tested it before they we had the whole shutdown, right? Yeah, we did it like the week before. Which was a pretty amazing. They were that far advanced and really got that done quickly. So, But you find it's harder to actually learn for you in this process? Yeah. Just because like when I'm in school, I have to like focus. But when I'm at home, I have so many other things I can do that like I just get so distracted. Yeah, but you do a pretty good job of sitting in your room and trying to stay in there to stay engaged while you've got classes. But it's still hard, huh? Yeah, it's so hard. Yeah. How about you, Maya? I mean, you go to Desert Christian Academy and they jumped on pretty quick as well on this online process. So tell us how that went. The transition was really smooth to online school, but I really do miss going into school and like interacting with my friends. And I feel like, like Danny said, it's a lot easier to get distracted when you're at home and like you have all your things around you. At school, it was a little more easier to stay focused because there's someone always constantly on you. And at online, the teachers can't always, like, because some people have, like, their videos off or something, so they can't see everything they're doing. So it is harder to, like, stay focused sometimes when you have so many other, like, distractions around you. Yeah. Now, Maya, you've also said that it's harder for you to sort of ask questions. Is that right? Yes. Because I feel like we only get a certain amount of time sometimes with like teachers in class and usually they fill it with teaching or stuff. So it's hard for me to ask questions during class. So sometimes I'll have to like email a teacher or something, but it's definitely harder not being able to like talk to them 
about it like face to face. Yeah. What's what do you what do you miss most, Maya, since you're not at school right now and you're doing it all online? My friends. Meaning you don't communicate with them as much or just being with them? Both. I miss like talking to them and interacting with them at school like personally. And we don't talk as much outside of school because we have so much going kind of so much going on, like hanging out with our families and stuff. I feel like a lot of people are spending this time like with their families or especially in school during like Monday to Friday, everyone's in school most of the day. So it's a lot harder for us to like, have time just to talk. Yeah, and you, you just don't talk like you did when you were in school because I know you said that in school during breaks and lunch, you had lots of time to interact with your friends, but you're not getting yeah. that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. I can understand where that would be tough. Danny, how about you? Uh, how, what's sort of the biggest thing you've missed since you've been online? I agree with Maya. Like, I've missed talking to people at school and stuff like that because, like, I feel like now that we're home, we don't get to talk to each other as often. Um, I also miss my teachers because a lot of my teachers this year were awesome. So I like kind of miss seeing them every day, not really getting the same amount of like communication that we had before. Yeah. So um, how has this sort of affected you guys personally? Has it caused you you guys to feel differently? Has it been a struggle since you've been sort of quarantined at home and we've just uh, been here together for eight weeks now? I mean, what's sort of been the struggle you guys have had? Finding things to do. Finding things to do? Yeah, because uh, yeah. it's hard now after eight weeks to find stuff to do, right? Because mm-hmm, I've watched a lot of shows on Netflix, so it doesn't leave me with many other things to watch. So, yeah. Yeah, How about you, Danny? For me, it's like easy to find things to do. I think just because like, like I could clean something or I could like work on something, you know, just because I have like a lot of stuff I should probably be doing, like with all my testing coming up. But um, yeah, it's kind of like, I'm kind of bored. Like I want to go out and do things. Like there have been a couple of times where I'm like, oh, I kind of want to go to the beach or I kind of want to go to Irvine, but we can't go because of lockdown and everything. Yeah. So as you think about school ending, which Danny, your school is over next week and um, Maya, you're done in like two weeks. What's it, what's it seem like as we go into summer right now? What's, what are you guys thinking about that time period? I'm honestly not excited because like with school, it gives me something to do, but like in summer, I'm not going to have anything, you know, cause I'll have assignments and stuff like that. But like, once we get into summer, I'm not going to get any assignments. I don't like, you know. Yeah. So you can't work now either. You wanted a job, but you can't do that cause that's closed. Yeah. And so yeah. really everything, Danny, that you sort of were looking forward to and everything you have to keep you busy right now will be gone next week. And so right. if things don't open up, it's going to be a little difficult, isn't it? Yeah. Cause like, at least I could study for the SAT, but I can only do that for so long. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, and you're not really sure when that SAT is going to be taken because you've had it canceled, what, twice now? Yeah, almost three times. Almost three, okay. Maya, how about you as you think about uh, school ending? What are you thinking about? What I'm going to do, because school gives me, like, something to do during the day, so I'm not just doing nothing all day. So finding stuff to do is going to be harder now because I have to fill a full day without getting bored almost. Yeah. Because with school, I, didn't, I have something to do and I'm not 
as bored as much. Yeah, the amazing thing, I guess the blessing over the last eight weeks is you guys have had school, which has kept you pretty busy. I mean, Maya, you're you're basically in school almost from eight to 2.30 or so every day. Danny, you're in school for four hours or so during the day, but you both have quite a bit of homework to do afterwards as well. So that's been a blessing in disguise, and you've sort of appreciated that over this time off. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and so now sort of without that, it's going to be different. So um, with that being said, I mean, school has been a big part of what you're doing. Uh, I know before we got here, um, you both have been in Christian schools all your life. You were at Grace in Menominee Falls uh, early on before we moved here. And Danny, you're at Xavier, which is a Catholic school now. And Maya, you're in at DCA, which is a Christian school. Um, how's it been for you guys being in Christian schools all your life? Um, I think it's been pretty good, honestly. Like, I like the background that we've gotten because of it. But I feel like, like, now I'm to the point kind of where I just kind of want something different, you know, just because I want, like, a different perspective. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Maya, how about you? Yeah, growing up in Christian schools, I think it's helped me with my faith because I got to learn about Jesus at a younger age and start learning and growing my relationship with him at a, at a younger age. And I also do agree with Danny where I do want like something different because I have done this all my life. I've been in Christian schools all my life. So it would be nice to like change stuff up a little or maybe go to not a Christian school for college. Yeah. So do you feel like though the, the Christian school and education you've gotten there has been something very good that sort of has given you a foundation for the future or or when you say you want something different, what do you mean by that? I think it has given me a good foundation because I've been able to build up what I've learned so that in the future, if somebody has like questions, like someone who doesn't believe in God, I'm able to talk to them about it from the things I learned at Christian school. But what I mean about like something different is like, not I don't know really how to explain it like Danny can you explain it yeah like like at Christian schools like mostly everybody's Christian and you just like get surrounded by that you know but like when you're outside I guess like at a public school or something like that the people are just different if that makes sense and like I just like it's like the real world if that makes sense because I feel like Christian schools are almost like a little I don't know. They're protected, if that makes sense. Yeah, so you feel like the, the within the Christian schools, you're protected in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. like, they're a lot stricter and they're just like, I don't know. So is that a good thing or a bad thing in your mind? I think it's a good thing to begin with just because they've helped me like be disciplined and stuff like that. Like they've helped yeah. me to be respectful and stuff like that. But I don't know. I think to a point, it's kind of annoying. <laughs> Yeah, and and it sounds like you guys are just ready to get get out and sort of experience a little bit more. Um, but it, what I sense is that because of your schooling in the in the Christian world, that you're actually probably feel pretty capable of going out into the into something different. Is right. that right? Yeah. Now it hasn't been all great though in Christian schools, correct? Correct. Tell me how it's been sort of hard for you guys. Maya, you can go first. Um, it's been 
hard going to Christian schools, especially at our last Christian school, Grace, because the school was affiliated. Is that the word? Yeah. Affiliated with um, the church that dad or my dad preached at and was a pastor of. So it was a lot harder because people at our old school knew that we were the pastor's daughters. So it was a lot of pressure almost. Yeah, so the Grace was actually a school that was part of our congregation back in Wisconsin. And so my it sounds like you're saying that because I was the senior pastor at the at the church and the school that it put pressure on you. Is that correct? Yes, because even though everyone else, or a lot of people that went there went to the church and we knew their parents were Christian and they were Christian, it was a lot more pressure because oh, your dad's a senior pastor, so like you must be like these really like holy perfect kids, you know what I mean? So yeah, so you felt the pressure that that you one needed to know more but also had to behave better than everyone else. Yeah. And you feel like people treated you that way too? I feel like some people did treat me that way. I feel like others didn't, but that's only because they were like our closer friends and they knew. Like, like we would talk to them about this, but then the people that we didn't really talk to about this, they treated us differently because they didn't know everything about yeah, being so, a daughter. Yeah, so it's sort of the difference of you actually had a relationship with some people that you sort of shared how you were feeling with and others you didn't have a relationship really and they just sort of treated you differently. Is that right? Yeah. yeah how about you, Danny? Do you feel the same way? No, I agree. Just because like, I don't know, I felt like we were held to a higher standard just because of what you did. And like, we, we weren't treated as normal kids, if that makes sense. Like if I got in trouble, like I would get in trouble for smaller things. If that, does that make sense? Yeah. So you felt like the teachers were actually sort of singling you out a little bit more? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was a good education, but you felt that it was really difficult being my daughter as, as a pastor's daughter for both of you, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So has being a pastor's daughter, what is that like? Um, I mean, it's okay. It's just like a little difficult just because I felt, I feel like we have expectations that normal kids wouldn't have, if that makes sense. Like if we go to church, we're expected to like, I don't know, just dress a certain way and act a certain way, which is a lot of pressure and it's not necessarily true. Yeah, so that pressure you feel comes from from other people in church? Is that what you're saying? Yes, but not as much as like at our saviors. I would say it's more like just like, you know, like other churches we go to when they find out you're a pastor. So then you feel like you've got the pressure of, of living up to their standards and what they expect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Maya, do you feel the same way or do you have a different feeling? I feel the same way. Because when people figure out what passes kids, I feel like a lot of people at first are like, oh, these are just normal kids. But once you say like, oh, I'm a pastor, they instantly kind of like almost flip a switch and like they put that label on you. So you have to act what they think fits into that label. 
Yeah. So they, they, so they label you because I'm a pastor, they label you as a pastor's kid and suddenly they treat you differently. Yeah. Um, so has that been a very difficult thing to live as a daughter, uh, as my daughter, uh, since I'm a pastor? Like, has it made it difficult just to like, what do you mean by that? Yeah. Has it been difficult? Has it caused problems with you guys? Do you, I mean, uh, it sounds like it has, and I want you to be honest about that. I mean, is it difficult being a pastor's daughter? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I feel like just because of the expectations, like, I just get super anxious and stuff like that. Yeah, so, so somewhat your anxiety is caused because of that a little bit, right, Danny? Yeah. Yeah. Because you know people have this expectation that that you're the pastor's daughter, that you feel that they expect you to behave and act in a certain way that's different they, than other other people. Is that right? Yeah, and they expect you to me like to like know everything and like sometimes they'll even I don't know, they'll just ask me questions and I'm like, what the heck? And then I feel like I need to know them, you know, if that yep. makes sense. And then they'll sometimes tell me stuff that like I shouldn't be hearing it too. Like that's about you. You know, right. if that makes sense. Like, oh, I felt like your dad's sermon was too long. So right. Like yeah. So they'll tell you things sort of critiquing me that you really shouldn't be hearing. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that um, that's probably very true is that I think the unfortunate thing about being a pastor's daughter is you guys, uh, as you're expressing, feel the the pressure of behaving in ways that other people expect you to behave because I'm the pastor. Right. And that has to be very hard to live that way. Um, I know that my view of it is I've tried to treat you guys as just normal kids and just want you to be normal daughters and not tried to treat you as a pastor's daughter, uh, but as just my daughter. And that means in terms of how you behave, I have the same expectations I would have of any child, I believe. And as you dress, I feel like it's the same thing. I think that's what I try to do. And I think mom would say the same thing. Um, but Except yet, we're not allowed to watch SpongeBob like normal kids. Well, that was a whole different <laughs> issue. So. But you know, it's, it's like, but you're right. I mean, I think there are certain things that yes, we do treat you a little bit differently than we would um, other people, because there are things that we feel aren't, aren't appropriate for you. But there are other things that you get pressure from other people, uh, because they expect you to behave in a certain way, just because you're my daughter. And that's unfortunate. What are some of the positives of being a pastor's kid, though? Theology homework, like whenever I have a question in theology, I'll be like, hey, dad, <laughs> can you help me? <laughs> yeah. Let's help what else? Me. Maya, how about you? Some positives. One I've always thought was a positive was that I got to learn about God and my relationship with God. I got to learn and journey through it with my, like you, my dad, by teaching me. So I was learning from someone that I trusted. So it helped me to understand it and help me believe it more because it comes from somebody I trust. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. So it was a lot easier for me to accept it. So it's, it was a lot easier for me to start building my relationship with God. Yeah, good. Is there anything else that's been positive about being a pastor's kid? We've heard the negatives, but is there anything else you can think of that's been positive? Um. I think we covered both of them, right? Yeah. Now. Yeah. yeah. Good. Well, um, 
How about generally in terms of our move to California? How have you felt that that's been? I think pretty good for the most part. Like I just missed the Midwest just because of the snow and like our friends that we had. So. Yeah, you left some good friends, which was was hard to do after 11 years of living there to leave those friends that you sort of grew up with were very, well, that was very difficult. Yeah. And I know you like the snow too, um, which we don't get here in the Valley very much. Yeah. Maya, how about you? I think it was a good move. I think it was important that we moved at the time we did because Danny was going to high school so that was important that we didn't move while she was in high school, like in the middle. So it was the right time to move. So God worked at the right time. So I think the move was a lot better than it would have been if we moved like a year later. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So, and God really did orchestrate that very well. I mean, everything sort of came together where it just seemed like it was the right time to make that move. And that's what you're highlighting as well. Good. Well, how about anything else you guys want to add? I mean, as we sort of draw to a close here, I know we've sort of picked your brains and gone into some stuff that's a little hard to talk about, but you guys have done a great job. What else would you share with people today if you wanted to share anything at all? I don't have anything. No? No. Maya, how about you? I don't think I have anything. No? I, th I think she does. I think like maybe that I'm the best sister ever right yeah. now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, it's just been a blessing to have you guys as daughters and it's been a blessing to, to be talking with you today. So I just thank you guys and uh, thank you for being my guinea pigs on this podcast. Okay. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. Okay. Thanks You're guys. Welcome. Yep. Wait. Love you guys. Take care. Bye. Okay. See you. Okay, bye. Thank you guys for joining us on this podcast and I hope you enjoyed it a little bit as we learn a little bit more about Danny and Maya Goodwin. And I hope that uh, over the next few weeks, you'll learn more about other people within our saviors as well. So take care, God bless, and uh, let's speak life together.